game Racketeer. Back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7 Love it, boy. 
Pleasant Monday evening to you, and happy Family Day, at least that is the story here in British Columbia, but wherever you may be, I hope you're having a fine time. Welcome to another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program found on Vancouver's outgoing community radio station, CITR. We are your voice of UBC here at 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory. Since we are guests here along the Salish coast. From the new student nest here on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of British Columbia. At least terrestrially. So from Squamish to the north. Bellingham, Washington to the south. West across said Salish Sea. Some places we may still know as Georgia Strait, but we hearken back to proper times. And then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places. But also wherever else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web, www.citr.ca. We're under Facebook and Twitter under such handles. My direct handle, I am Gak. And I'll be engineering this sonic expedition for the next couple of hours, so get your tickets ready. Is he hopping board the fun train? Come on! It'd be great. Maybe. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. That spells out U-B-C-C-I-T-R. To keep it short and sweet to the point, while getting me ample time to answer the phone. Because uh, I've decided to make life difficult for myself. Hopefully it doesn't translate that way on air is to say somebody didn't synchronize his playlists properly and has to refashion them. I'm not going to say it in an old school way. Because we are not operating off a USB drive. You can email me anytime, RadioFreeGack at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. Exploding Head Movies is under Facebook and Tumblr under its given name. And on Instagram, I am Myopic Man. So as we've done for the past couple of weeks, we will continue on our trek towards the A9th Academy Awards. They will be handed out in less than two weeks, February 26th. So later on in the show, we'll continue on with our annual profile on the nominated scores and songs. Over the past couple of weeks, we've heard selections from La La Land, Moonlight, and Trolls. That last one uh, picking up a Grammy. Mr. Eve. And since the Oscar schedule this year is more compact, we're condensing a lot of things here, so we're going to look tonight at two scores and one song. This is your bonus-sized episode in regular-sized format. So we got Thomas Newman, long-time Oscar nominee. He did the music for the sci-fi film Passengers. And then we have a couple first-timers, Dustin O'Halloran, and Hauschka for the score to Lion. 
We'll also have to uh, do... Well, have to. Kind of have to. It's not like I'm forced to. Uh, we'll do a song from Moana, which is up for Best Original Song. It's composed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Of course, at some point, maybe we have to do Hamilton, the musical. We'll have to get our uh, Broadway socks on properly to handle that. Anyway, on the background here, this is Mien's Vancouver experimental duo, very math rock oriented. This is off 2014's uh, limited edition uh, record release. It's called Experimental Sparkle Noise Pop. This track is Terrorist Attraction. And Mien's is playing along with Ishuta Mascara Musalka. At the Astoria, this Thursday, February 16th. Doors at 8, show at 9. Tickets start at $8. And Mianza's latest EP is Challenger. Came out last month, January 2017, for those of you listening in the podcast feature. Definitely more heavy math rock in effect. Try to explore it in future episodes. Why not now? Well, I'd be fighting my words over the music. At least off of that EP. Quality listen though. Don't doubt that at all. But yeah, my speaking over it won't help. Whether our help in all other cases can be uh, debated, but uh, we'll save that for another time. And we kicked off with Lou Rawls. Featuring production work by David Axelrod. Originally unreleased during their production days together at Capitol. And that was a eulogy to Rawls' deceased son. Died at the age of 17, so that was a loved boy. Rawls had one of those impeccable voices in music. Sinatra commended him for one of the slickest singing voices there was. His biggest hit was 1976's You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine. But uh, for those of us a certain age, we're exposed to TV advertisements, like uh, he did for the US Navy, or then at television specials since he was the singing voice of Garfield prior to there being a Saturday morning cartoon. If you knew there was a Saturday morning cartoon, but I know uh, Lorenzo Music did the uh, voice of Garfield. Not Bill Murray as like the films, but Rawls sang all his songs. And uh, we're going to get into the life of Axelrod. Since he's a top-notch music producer, composer, and he recently died after a very long life. So also later in the show, we'll listen to some of his groundbreaking music at the time and those that were inspired by him. Otherwise, yes, happy family day. British Columbia is off schedule with the rest of North America. Ideally to give us more access to our wonderful natural resources. It is next Monday when the rest of North America has that day off. Otherwise, today marks World Radio Day. The United Nations declared February 13th as that day back in 2013. Tied to the day when UN Radio was first established in 1946. Why? Well, radio is the massest media there is, reaching the widest audience in the world. It's low cost, specifically designed to reach remote communities, including the illiterate, disabled, and the poor, amongst billions of others. It's always course important in emergency situations but uh still somehow one billion people do not have access to radio still so you and decided to make better awareness of it by listening to this you are aware of it but perhaps others aren't so 
maybe that knowledge can be shared one way or another. I'm always a proponent of low power transmitters. Does it reach the scope? No, but they're cheap. And I think in most uh, jurisdictions, very legal. In honor of Family Day, I did find one track to share with you to kick off the show. Uh, there'll be an interesting Philadelphia thread that'll be tied throughout the show, although at this point, I'm like, there's three songs. I'm like, eh, that's a thread. We are all dealing with threads, no matter how tenuous and short they are. Of course, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love for Family Day. And uh, Gene Jones is uh, who we'll hear, although he was known by that name as part of the 1960s group, The Volcanoes. But when he went solo, he changed his last name from Jones to Faith. Gene Faith released about a half dozen seven inches. And we're going to listen to a B-side from the 1970 single, My Baby's Missing. This is going to be Gene Faith with Family Man. You are listening to the family-friendly Exploding Head Movies, broadcasting live from Studio A here on the faithful station that you know as CITR, or 1.9 FM in Vancouver. You can't miss nothing that you never had Just as long as we're together Do any kind of weather I feel strong, hard-working, sober, oh, baby And I'm a good old family man That's what I am Baby, I'm a family man I do the best I can Work hard every day Trying to make my way Vitamin D? Satisfy your craving with the February Discorder magazine. 
This quarter turns 34 this month, celebrating with the Courtney's, Pale Red, Nothingness, Chapel Sound, Pity City, and three scorching hothead submissions. The issue looks into the fentanyl crisis, with alternative perspectives leading up to Opioid Awareness Day on February 21st. We also find out what's happening to Granville Island when Emily Carr leaves, and this issue features album reviews of Mittens and Chelsea Grimm, live show reviews of Shindig, Quiet City, and more. Thanks to our lovely sponsors, Recruit in Canada, Geist Magazine, Jazz Records, the Rickshaw Theatre, Timber Concerts, the Rio Theatre, the Wise Hall, the Astorias, Team Whistle Brewery, and Redgate Art Society. Time to eat the donuts.
Boy, if you're a rock fan, yeah, yeah, yachts of rock. Yeah, yeah, rock. Ooh, someone's elocuting nicely. Boy, if you're a yacht rock fan, you should be in heaven with that new track, as mentioned in song, featuring two of the luminous voices of the smooth sounds of the 70s and 80s. They did pop up there. Michael McDonald, known for the song What a Boo Fool Believes, and its co-writer, Kenny Loggins. Otherwise, I'm all right. That was Thundercats of his new album, Drunk, which comes out this week. That was Show You the Way. And Thundercats, the alias of uh, super bassist Steven Bruner. And uh, Drunk features guests from uh, some of his frequent collaborators, like Kendrick Lamar, with whom Thundercat won a Grammy on 2015's To Pimp a Butterfly. Pharrell Williams, Wiz Khalifa, Kamasi Washington, and Flying Lotus, whose label Brain Feeder is where Drunk appears, and he's collaborated extensively with Thundercat. Anyways, Timber Concerts presents a sold-out show of Thundercat along with guests this Friday, February 17th, at the Rickshaw Theater. Doors are at 8, show starts at 9. Prepare some fretless jazz there. Behind me, this is Family, with the A-side to their 1971 Family Affair single. It's a simple band name, Family. Eventually it changed into MFSB, standing for Mother, Father, Sister, Brother. Sounds like a family to me. Part of the powerful Philly International Pre-Disco Soul String scene. Quality stuff. What hell about Montreal next? Sarah Tuissant Levé. Her latest album is 2016's Le Mort et Jardin Sauvage. Death is a savage garden. And a uh, wonderful little bit of folk number here, and this will lead into perhaps one of the best known guys out of Montreal. Recently deceased. So this is Sarah Tuissant Leveille with Le Curie Human.
Peter, son propre capitaine, que les genoux supplient, que les glaneurs de vie recueillent plus leur résistance à la manière de l'espérance. La mort est un jardin sauvage et le rêve un esclave. Tout droit au cœur des apparences, un peu à l'écart de la chance. Tu esquisses un sourire quand tout ressemble au pire. Entre l'épaule de ta foi, les secrets de l'espoir qui bat Une insurrection sous tes bras refuse de se trahir Des êtres se pavanent dans l'écurie humaine Ils se croient différents, ils ne font qu'un pourtant Ils innovent à la chaîne, le bonheur et sa gagne Ils sèment les mirages qui tapissent leur cage J'essaie de croire que mes pas libres reviendront vers moi Comme ta poitrine vibre et l'empreinte de ta voix Soulève mes blessures et tes marteaux de doigts Tonne à toute usure sur mon amour là Interested in starting a project to benefit the representation or experiences of historically disadvantaged groups within the UBC community? Apply for funding through the Equity Enhancement Fund, which supports community-based initiatives that enhance equity, diversity, inclusion, and intercultural understanding at UBC. It's open to UBC students, faculty, and staff. The deadline is February 28, 2017. More information can be found at equity.ubc.ca slash eef fund. Over. I'm 
just a station on your way I know I'm not your lover Well I live with a child of snow when I was a soldier and I fought every man for her until the nights grew colder She used to wear her hair like you except when she was sleeping And then she'd weave it on a loom of smoke and gold and breathing And why are you so quiet now standing there in the doorway You chose your journey long before you came upon this Traveling lady, stay a while till the night is over. I'm just a station on your way, and no, I'm not your lover. One of the songs that not only appeared on his 1967 debut songs of Leonard Cohen, hard to believe that came out 50 years ago now, also appeared in Robert Altman's 1971 film McCabe and Mrs. Miller, one of the first films actually shot here in and around Vancouver, particularly the north and the west, was Leonard Cohen with Winter Lady. Cohen died November 7th in 2016. No apparent Grammy tribute last night to him, although there are other tributes to the recently deceased, particularly George Michael and Prince. It's funny to see how much his voice had aged during that time, even though he started pretty old in the music scene when his poetry in Montreal translated down to Greenwich Village as part of the New York folk scene. But of course, it got very sonorous and low towards the end. Aching in the places he used to play. In the background, this is new Bing and Ruth. This is an avant-garde group headed up by David Moore out of New York. And this is the first release through the 4AD label. The album's called No Home of the Mind. This song is as much as possible for no home of the mind Moore wrote this on 17 pianos across North America and Europe over numerous sessions, tours and travel all the pieces here are arranged for a five person ensemble 
but everything was recorded in two days up in the Hudson Valley in New York State. A few takes as possible. Try to capture that classic session-style musicianship as well to keep costs down. Wonderful minimalist ambient stuff. Definitely in line with what I try to listen to to help out soothe the nerves. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM. And it's still somewhat wintry Vancouver, at least if you look up in the mountains. Perhaps this family day. Maybe hit some of the slopes there. If not today, then the rest of the weekend. But it's warmed up enough down here near sea level. You get the sense that spring is finally on its way. Definitely later as opposed to other years. But just think about all the folks out east that are still getting dumped with snow. And of course, it's no guarantee based on how this winter's gone so far that we won't be spared from one final dusting. We're going to stay in Montreal with future states. Last year they released the Casual Listener album. And uh, the song title may not necessarily mean much to you if you're not familiar with Unix commands. But this is the idea of sort of using root privileges to become another user. So perhaps some ideas of identity are at hand here. From Casual Listener, this is Future States with Pseudo Sue. Watching the biting times 
very best in bluegrass music, plus classic country, Cajun, rockabilly, western swing, and whatever jumps off the shelves at us. Tune in every Tuesday morning at 6.30 for Pacific Pickin' with your host, Arthur Berman. And I'm Andrea. The lovely Andrea, who will also provide you with our concert calendar and every bit of news and information you can possibly need. And as if that wasn't enough, there's a warm-up show at 6, featuring a little bit of a wider variety of roots and branches of bluegrass music. So tune in each morning, 6 for the warm-up show, 6.30 for the main show, Pacific Pickin' on CITR 101.9 in Vancouver.
Billy Bragg and Wilco. Continuing on with our recent Subtle Weekly Songs of Protest theme. Since the 45th President of the United States was put into office. Off the 1998 album Mermaid Avenue, we heard Christ for President. I know some people on the Republican wing that thought that anyone who runs for the grand old party must represent religion. Well. Anyways, I'll leave what other conjecture up to the listener as an exercise. Mermaid Avenue was one album of two featuring old Woody Guthrie songs that were never recorded at all by Guthrie. And Guthrie actually has a connection to Trump since he was a tenant of Donald's father, Fred, who owned a range of apartment buildings in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and onwards, which were utterly horrific. Definitely did not want any of the colored people to live inside, but then again, barely took care of the building itself. At least three lyric sheets that refer to Fred Trump by name have been found in Guthrie's collection. As I mentioned, none apparently recorded by Woody before he had died. But there definitely exists some video footage of other folks performing them, putting music to them. So I just need to find a recorded equivalent to share sometime with you. Naturally, as uh, perhaps our anger festers a little more. Seems like Trudeau's visit today went all right, but of course, see what the 3 a.m. tweets tell us. Behind me, this is Damon Eliza Palermo with a song called Aquarius, and this is off his 2015 release, Clouds of David, through uh, the great Vancouver cassette label 1080p. And Palermo hails from L.A., at least for his music, but for this ambient-inspired stuff. He was uh, inspired by his uh, childhood in Michigan. Now, of course, there's still a few days left in the star sign known as Aquarius. We kind of did this last month with Capricorn, so maybe this year we'll also have an astrological theme. We'll see. But anyways, we'll go with the Zodiac. Project spearheaded by Electra President Jazz Jack Holzman in the wake of the Door successful debut album. And uh, definitely some wonderful quirky stuff at play here. Featuring a Moog synthesizer by Paul Beaver with uh, music by New Brunswick's own Mort Garson. Words by Jacques Wilson and narrations by Cyrus Faryar. We'll listen to... Aquarius, the lover of life. Then uh, we'll listen to a Garson and Wilson offshoot that came out in 1969. Twelve albums covering twelve star signs. Of course, with Valentine's Day happening in a matter of hours. Hopefully you have your roses ready, guys. Um, Yeah, love and stuff here. Anyways, Zodiac with Aquarius.
four, four hundred or four thousand dreams may decay into indigo dust that covers Aquarius. And still the voice will say, love. Forget no one, weak, strong, all belong. Considering a master's, MBA, or doctoral degree? Mark Wednesday, March 1st in your calendar and get over to the UBC Nest for the Graduate School Fair. Or do you want to study, work, or volunteer abroad? Get down to the Vancouver Convention Centre on Thursday, March 2nd to visit the Study and Go Abroad Fair. Both events are free. Check online at studyandgoabroad.com for more info. Uh, Alabama. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? In love, Aquarius? You'd prefer to call it friendship. Whatever you call it. The thing is, it involves two distinct sexes, which, of course, you're aware of, but you're not sure if it's the person or their problem that has you interested. After all, it's a human being, and if they're in need, what can one do but be there? In love with an Aquarius man, my girl? (laughs) I hope you're in no hurry, and that you believe in long engagements. The thing that may throw you is he may rather discover your inner hang-ups than uncover your outer possibilities. There are some men you can reach in the kitchen, some in the garden, others in the game room. The Aquarian is most vulnerable in the den, where you watch the social revolution happening on TV. 
However, if you're patient and believe in causes, he is a warm, loving man who will allow you your freedom and make you proud of him very often. He helps to design the future, and he cares about people, which includes you. In love with an Aquarius girl, my man? Well, it's too late to change her now. What you must know is her big fear of someone clipping her wings, which you shouldn't even consider doing. Her beauty is in her uniqueness, and her courage to say no to thousands of years of dogma is worthy of all your respect. The plus with an Aquarian girl is always the fact that she'll never crowd you. Oh, she may dig into your mind and heart to discover what you're all about, but she'll never compromise her faith in you by not trusting you. This is a pure heart, and she is capable of loving you in a very distinct way. She'll never put you down, as long as she feels you're being true to yourself. And if it doesn't work out, the exit is always graceful. You're a person, so she'll always love you, if for no other reason than that. Out of love, Aquarius? Well, you can still be friends. Next time, try a Libra, Gemini, or Aries. And try to remember, no one can wait forever. advice to Aquarians or <laughs> tread carefully yeah that's why I do not read palms or tea leaves for you off the 1969 album Signs of the Zodiac Aquarius one part of a 12 part series as Mark Garson with In Love Aquarius Garson we've played frequently on the show out of New Brunswick Known for his easy listening uh, music of the early 60s until he decided to discovered the synthesizer. At which point things got relatively dark as he dabbled in his occult elements. And of course, Zodiac is part of all that. Anyways, if you are associated with Aquarius at all, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Good luck. I say this as a Piscian. I'm going to go see Lego Batman. In the background here, this is uh, Marcello Giambini, an Italian film composer best known for doing uh, some spaghetti westerns. And this comes off his own Zodiac-inspired collection, 1981's Astro Music Synthesizer, with, you guessed it, Aquarius. Just wait till next month. Along with my birthday, there's some Pisces stuff that I'll just give you warnings about. But I'm like. And it's next up to Toronto with River Tiber. It's the producer, singer, songwriter Tommy Paxton Beasley. Played some of him in the past and off last year's Indigo album, which itself seems to be another thread throughout this entire episode. This track is Genesis. <laughs>
Become a CITR member and make some new friends. Members get discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at The Book Warehouse, Stormcrow Ale House, The Australian Boot Company, Fresh's Best Salsa and Company, Banyan Books and Sound, Tapestry Music Limited, Rufus Guitar Shop, Dentry's Irish Girl, the UBC Bookstore, On the French Hair Design, and The Bike Kitchen. What would we do without our friends? Poking around Dylan's car, Cheryl found a dirty magazine, and there she was, with the smell of gasoline. A ten dollar set of folds, spread eagle on red satin, and oh, she had those diamonds on. So Cheryl took Dylan's magazine from his car, brought it back to her home. into a bed and she opened it up and then she had herself a real
Solid little Toronto set there. Start off with River Tiber and Genesis. And a song. One of a few that were uploaded towards the back half of 2016. That was Nissa with an elegy called Bad Girls. Plenty of quality material coming out of, I guess, the six. Still call it T Dot in my head. Toronto. Toronto. Take your pick. Interesting to see the offshoot of what's happening as a Drake in the weekend. A weird sense of a melancholic, slightly misanthropic. Mississauga. I don't know. Alliteration is not one of my fortes. I'm Gak. <laughs> At some point, I'll share what my fortes are. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. We broadcast from unceded Musqueam territory here from the student nest here on campus. If you cannot catch our signal on your crystal wireless, there's always online, www.citr.ca. got a live stream going on that you can always listen off of your computer or other mobile device. Since we are doing a ice cast. Otherwise, if you miss any part of this episode or you want to catch up on past episodes of not only this show, but any of the other fine programming we have here at the station, just go to www.citr.ca. Playlists are up. You can find things that way. Behind me, this is Astrolope. The song is known as Blimp, and it's off last year's Sour Dream album. Through the Plutoid label. Later on the show, we'll get into our Oscar profile. We'll look at the nominated song from Moana, and then two nominated scores, Passengers and Lion. Well, let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are coming out this week. As for uh, new releases, Benjamin Wallfish is at music from A Cure for Wellness. That's her creepy institutional film. It's out through Milan Records. Milan is also where Ramin Jawadi's score to The Great Wall comes out. And speaking of Jawadi, we primarily know him for his music from Westworld and, of course, Game of Thrones. He is touring as part of a Game of Thrones kind of concert series in 2017. Based on the website, I'm seeing the only Canadian date is Montreal. Boo. fans throughout the country that you can go, but... Of course, it depends on what else needs to be booked around that time. At least close by to us, Jawadi will be at the Key Arena in Seattle on March 31st. And then on April 2nd, Portland, Oregon's Moda Center. Otherwise, the soundtracks go, uh, Robert J. Carl's music from Justice League Dark. That's uh, out through La La Land Records. And as I seemingly have to say each week, La La Land Records is not where music from La La Land was released at all. No. As re-releases go, there was one interesting one that uh, piqued my interest. It was a limited edition of a vinyl copy of Angelo Badalamenti's score to Twin Peaks, the movie Fire Walk With Me. And that's out through Depth Waltz recording. Of course, we're just uh, three months away from season three of Twin Peaks through the Showtime label. And hopefully if I get my acting gear, I'll dig up some more Twin Peaks music to share with you since I did that 
a couple years ago. Otherwise, for those of you hoping to catch a vinyl re-release of Ennio Morricone's score to John Carpenter's 1982 horror film, The Thing, uh, pre-orders through Waxwork started today and promptly sold out. So, I suspect another release will be due soon in one way or another. And I did profile it last October as part of our semi-regular month-long Halloween theme. So, check out the Exploding Head Movie archives. Look for The Thing. Let's see how it's connected to the Hateful Eight. Anyways, let's head over to Newfoundland and Labrador next before we start dealing with one of our profile subjects this week. Glovertown is the home of Aaron Powell. And for a time, he had a band of the same name as his town. But he's now based in Montreal, and he's taken on the alias of Fog Lake. He does have a new release out this week called Dragon Chaser. But we're going to go back to 2014. With a song that has some narrative sense throughout, like most of this episode, off of Virgo Indigo. Of course, it's not Aquarius Indigo. At some point, we'll do Virgo, but another time. This is Fog Lake with Lost Love Letters.
the Thunderbirds just keep flying. Join us this Saturday as CITR Sports brings you UBC Basketball. The unstoppable Thunderbirds men and women, led by superstars Madison Penn and Connor Morgan, will look to claw through UNBC in their final homestand before the playoffs. Tip off at 5 p.m. this Saturday from War Memorial Gym, only on CITR 101.9 FM. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created God the heaven and the earth, the heaven and the earth. And God said, and let God there be light, light. Let there and there was light, and there was light. And God said, and God said, the water began, the water began unto a firmament, unto a firmament, and let the dry land, dry land appear. And God called and God dry land, dry land, earth, earth. I knew this episode would have a mystical element, but I didn't realize how heavy it was going to be. From 1970s Earth Rot, I was David Axelrod with part one of the warnings of the vocal bit and the background music here. Earth Rot was partly inspired by the book of Isaiah from the Bible, along with the then burgeoning ecology movement, which leads, of course, to today's environmental crusade as we know what we're doing to the earth in which we all live in. David Axelrod was an American composer, arranger, and producer. He started off as a staff producer for record companies specializing in jazz. Throughout the early 60s, solo and jazz circles knew him for his recording skills, his ability to uh, heavily mic the drums, along with some Baroque orchestration, but in 1968, he embarked on a solo career and released several albums leading into the 70s that showed his characteristic sound. Good little avant-garde bend to things, along with fusing jazz, rock, R&B, and along with some strong concepts for each album. He recently died, so we're going to profile some of the music he worked on. We're going to feature some of the production side of things first. Those we'll find out. His DNA was highly ingrained with all the music. So we're going to start with David McCallum, best known as the actor from Man from Uncle, although you probably know him from uh, NCIS at this point. And uh, as is pretty typical of the 60s, everyone with a modicum of popularity released some music, but instead of going like the Burt Ward wrote or William Shatner path, he did a whole bunch of classical music since he was trained as such. Blend of oboe, English horn, and it was mixed with some strings and guitar and drums. So he did write some of his own music for it, although a lot of the pieces were instrumental interpretations of hits of the day. And um, McCallum actually conducted some of the pieces too. This piece was a David Axelrod original, appeared on uh, the second album, 1967's Music, a bit more of me, but we primarily know this song through its heavily sampled elements by hip-hop producers, most famously by Dr. Dre. 
for the next episode. So this is David McCallum doing a little uh, David Axelrod piece. This is known as The Edge. School is not free in Kenya, East Africa. As well as tuition fees, families must find money for uniforms, including shoes, textbooks, calculators, dictionaries, pens, pencils, and more. For poor rural families earning the equivalent of two to three dollars a day, this is often an impossible challenge. Will you help educate bright, very poor Kenyan youth to help them find a road out of poverty for their families? Just fifty dollars a month will allow that to happen. Gifts of smaller amounts can be combined to give youth a chance through Key EEF, the Kenya Education Endowment Fund a registered BC-based volunteer-run educational charity. Tax-deductible receipts are available. Donations make great gifts for Christmas, graduation, anniversaries, promotions, etc. Gift cards are available. More information at www.kenyaeducation.org or you can call us at 604-415-9397, day or evening. 
according to the 1968 album release of an oath that was the electric prunes with general confessional they were a los angeles psych band and at the time of that album and before 1968's mass in f minor they were seeking a breakout hit so they started working with producer david axelrod to gain some traction in the music scene with some more conceptual music determined so far the axe as his nickname is definitely latched onto concepts mightily for both mass in f minor and then release of a note it's based on the subject of jewish and christian liturgies the idea of what you say during mass or other uh, church events sort of the sacred texts at least what uh, the color and response are offered from your priests to the congregation. The Prunes had difficulty dealing with Axelrod's complex arrangements. So for Mass in F minor, they recruited the Vancouver band The Collectors. And Mass in F minor features elements of Gregorian chanting and Latin lyrics. Something even those of us who try to pronounce elocute things properly would have a challenge on even on a good day. If you're curious, most of the collectors ended up being the 70s prog rock band Chilliwack. But yeah, during the midst of release of an oath, Electric Croons broke up. They eventually reunited and focused more on rock and roll. But to continue release of their album, Axelrod swapped out band members with his own session musicians, including a rhythm section of the legendary Wrecking Crew. Eventually, Electric Prunes garnered the attention they deserved. It was only on the Nuggets compilation of the early 70s where their song, Get Me to the World on Time, became a hit. Now behind me, off his final album, self-titled, this is David Axelrod from 2001, with The Doctor and the Diamond, referring to two of the acts that sampled him extensively to sort of uh, gain him back in a profile. For that album, he actually went back to his 60s archives of incomplete music and then finally completed it. And we'll talk about the timing of that with this next two songs we're about to hear. Because let's say uh, the acts did not anticipate the rise of disco that well, and some poor management decisions, along with uh, various drug addictions compiled. He was actually homeless for a time. But we're going to go with the easy sample here. Not tied to U2 at all. From the William Blake-inspired albums, specifically the second one, Songs of Experience from 1969, this will be the human abstract. And then we'll listen to uh, one of the most famous acts to sample the acts. It's only the shadow knows.
We all know that the word jazz means many different things to many different people. So check out the real deal on The Jazz Show at CITR, 101.9 FM, or CITR.ca for live streaming. Yours truly, Gavin Walker, is your host, and I guarantee the straight goods of three hours of jazz at its finest. So come on by and give your ears a musical workout, 9 p.m. Mondays. Don't miss it. Insight, foresight, more sight. The clock on the wall reads a quarter past midnight.
in the background here off his 1974 album Heavy Axe. This is David Axelrod with Mucho Chupar. But beforehand, well, first off, we heard David Axelrod with the Human Abstract. Then we heard a song that samples primarily a simple little piano lick, along with Sower of Seeds by Baraka. Translates from Finnish as The Madness Subscribes. Organized Confusions releasing Hypnotical Gases. Meredith Monk's Dolman Music. And the quintessential California Soul by Marlena Shaw. Off his debut album, 1996's Introducing, we heard DJ Shadow with Midnight in a Perfect World. Of all things, DJ Shadow's wife became David Axelrod's final manager upon the two acts meeting. And the acts had some difficulty reconciling the idea of sampling versus creating their own music, but once he actually listened to the music that uh, was created out of his original material, along with getting the appropriate residual royalties, he embraced it and dug hip-hop quite nicely. Of course, it was DJ Shadow who announced on Twitter February 5th this year that Axelrod had died with what the uh, press finally determined to be complications of a brain aneurysm. David Axelrod was 83 years old. Pugnacious sort, along with being in music, he was also a boxer, which uh, sort of uh, allowed him to survive the music industry on his own terms. Throughout the next two episodes, I'll try to dig up some more Axelrod material although I want to probably give you the full context to what's going on. Otherwise, my name's Gak. You're listening to Exploding Him. He's here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Let's get into the Oscar nominations, and it's time for one of the nominated songs. We heard two from La La Land two weeks ago. Then we heard a cover of Justin Timberlake's Grammy Award-winning Trolls song. We're going to go with the recent Disney film Moana, talking about a Polynesian world where a chief's daughter is selected by the ocean to help find a relic and work with the mischievous demigod Maui. The music for the film, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, we know right now from his Broadway musical Hamilton. And on the soundtrack, there's a single version done by Brampton, Ontario's Alicia Cara. But we're going to go with the actress who plays Moana, Auli'i Krabalho the Oscar-nominated song written and produced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. This is going to be How Far I'll Go. Of course, Moana is up for another Oscar since it is one of the candidates for Best Animated Feature Film. the edge of the water long as I can remember never really knowing why I wish I could be the perfect daughter but I come back to the water no matter how hard I try every turn I take every trail I track every path I make every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot go where I long to be See the line where the sky needs to see It calls me And no one knows How far it goes 
design I know everybody on this island has a role on this island so maybe I can roll with mine I can lead with pride I can make us strong I'll be satisfied if I play along but the voice inside sings a different song what is wrong with me Theater troupe. We aim to provide the joys of musical theater to everyone on campus. Whether it be by participating in our productions, joining our band, or working backstage, we welcome all levels of experience. Check us out on Facebook for more information. 525,600 Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. From his Oscar-nominated score to the film Passengers was Thomas Newman with first commandering and behind me, the main theme, the Starship Avalon. Passengers directed by Morton Tildum, making his English-language debut outside of Norway. It was written by John Spates, and it stars Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, about two people who wake up from suspended hibernation in the midst of a 90-year voyage in space. Spates said that he wrote the script of Passengers while listening to Newman's previous scores. And Thomas Newman is part of a legendary musical family which spans three generations of film composers. Also features cousin Randy Newman, best known for his own songs from films. And Passenger marks Newman's 14th nomination. No wins at this point right now. And if you've been a regular listener of Exploding Head Movies... Over the past nine years or so, you've definitely heard some of those previous nominations like Bridge of Spies, Saving Mr. Banks, Skyfall, and then 
A score that probably makes the easiest parallel plot-wise and sound-wise to Passengers, and that's Wally. But as we hear, Newman definitely has his own sort of unique sound, very uh, almost chime-like, using heavy electronics. But uh, as I'll talk about afterwards, definitely uses some conventional instrumentation at hand. So from Passengers, this will be Thomas Newman first off with Robot Questions.
So firm passengers, we first took robot questions. And zero gravity. Under the background, you brought me back. In an interview with Variety, Thomas Newman wrestled with the notion of the right sound. Questions like, what is the notion of the future? What kind of music would they be listening to? And he didn't want to get caught in the trap of trying to create futuristic music, as evidenced by spaceflight, where people have to sleep for 90 years to get from one planet to the next. So he was trying to work with the idea of a justifiable language. But in the end, Sura had to play with the conventions of what a space movie would sound like. So, along with a mixture of piano electronics, he had a 60-string orchestra with 13 brass members. And Passengers itself is up for one other additional Oscar. Production designed by Guy Hendricks Dias and set decoration by Gene Serdena. The rapport between the two actors, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, is undeniable, but uh, the main uh, issue with the film that a lot of people have had is the plot. Because if somehow you accidentally wake up from suspended animation while everyone else is still asleep, what's the right thing to do? And then realize the film decides to go elsewhere. Anyways, let's hop over to uh, the fourth nominated film score on the second of this episode, and it's from the film Lion, directed by Garth Davis, making his future debut, and it's written by Luke Davies, based on the real-life story from the book A Long Way Home by Saru Brearley, with help from Larry Batrose. stars Dev Patel, Rooney Mara, and David Wenham, and Nicole Kidman, about two Indian brothers who steal coal from trains to feed their family. The big brother goes missing one day, so the younger one goes looking for him, but winds up on a train in Calcutta with no way to get back since no one has heard of his village. The score line is done by two pianists. Dustin O'Halloran from Phoenix, Arizona. He's worked on films like Sofia Coppola's Mary Antoinette, although we probably best him know him right now for the music from the TV series Transparent, for which he won an Emmy a couple years ago for its theme. O'Halloran is also part of the band A Winged Victory for the Sullen, which has some connections to the act Stars of the Lid, something I will profile after the Oscar season's done because it sounds outstanding. And then Hauschka is German pianist and composer Volker Beltelmann. And uh, he's worked on films like Doris Story's film Gluck and the 2015 film The Boy, but he works primarily with the prepared piano whereby objects are placed inside some of the piano strings, so it gets a little bit more percussive feel. So both of them collaborated together, and I'll come back and explain how that came to be, but from their Oscar-nominated score to Lion, this is Dustin O'Halloran and Hauschka with the Lion theme.
So from their Oscar-nominated score to Lion, we heard Dustin O'Halloran and Hauschka first off with the Lion theme. Before the tension picked up with Escape the Station. And behind me, this is falling downward. According to IndieWire, Hauschka indicated that the collaboration between O'Halloran and him was all the director's idea. Apparently he was approached at a concert in Australia and asked if he could be interested in scoring the movie. But then, Lord Davis indicated that he had a second composer in mind who might work for the second half. So originally, O'Halloran and Hauschka were supposed to score two separate parts of the film, indicating a, a change of scenery, especially because part of the film ends up in Australia. But upon finding out it was uh, O'Halloran, Hauschka laughed since uh, both are good friends and they know each other quite well. And then uh, it turns out originally the plans to do two separate parts of the film to score. In the end, they scrapped that strategy and started working together more and more. So they worked separately at first, but a week later, they're shooting ideas back and forth. And since Hauschka uh, is based in Germany and now Halloran in Los Angeles, it worked out quite nicely with the time zone since one of them went to sleep, sent them to work, the other one was getting to work, and then the handoff occurred. So they only had two months to complete their work, which is a lot of time for a film score. A proper amount, let's say, as opposed to the crazy deadlines of a few weeks. But it worked out quite nicely. Also in the movie is a new song by Sia. And along with the best original score nomination, Lion is up for five other Oscars in total, including Best Picture, Best Performance by an Actor by Dev Patel, Best Supporting Actress with Nicole Kidman, Best Writing Adapted Screenplay by Luke Davies, and Best Achievement in Cinematography by Greg Fraser. Otherwise, that's going to be it for Exploding Hit Movies this week. Coming up in a few hot minutes is Gavin Walker. He's back. The birthday boy with the jazz show. Embrace yourself at midnight. Seems like the screen girls have moved to a new time slot, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. Next week marks our final Oscar profile as we listen to Michael Levy's music from Jackie. We'll also dig up a duet that Sting did for the film The James Foley Story. And then not this Sunday, but next, two weeks from now, the Oscars will be awarded. So on February 27th, the show will go over the winners, maybe some of the losers, but then we'll highlight a soundtrack from one of the other winning films. Otherwise, in honor of Family Day, let's close with one last song about families. And this appears on Volume 2 of the compilation to The Art of Field Recordings, specifically on the religious side. I have no idea who these guys are, but it sounds like a fantastic hoedown. They're known as the Traveling Inner Lights. And it's time for us to let's have a family prayer. You've been listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR. I'll be back next week.
to CITRFM 101.9 or on your computer www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show coming right up with Gavin Walker. Do-ba-dee! 